This week on the Koshcast, Pedro spoils Vardy's party, Ericsson strangles the Swans, and Mourinho strangles Luke Shaw as the FA Cup semi-finals are decided. While in the Premier League, we discuss Salah's insane trajectory, especially in contrast to the awful joke that is Charlie Adam. If only someone would end his career in the same way he's tried to end countless others. Elsewhere, there's news from Italy where some fans have declared WAR on VAR, and Spain where, this one's for you United fans, Leganes beat Sevilla. All this, Mumu of the Week, a quiz, and the latest on Toronto FC and the 401 derby with the Montreal Impact. Drink it in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Mohanad is here. Hello everyone. Bernie is here. Yo. Roche is missing, but joining us this week is Mike Bovey of the internet. The internet. Ubiquitous on the internet. And uh, owner of, as I said last time, one of the funniest accounts on Twitter. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. What what is the what is the um, Twitter account. Handle. Yeah. Handle. Is what uh, it, is, it is my name. It is at Mike Bove, B-E-A-U-V-A-I-S. Cool. When you said of the internet, it reminded me of that, that scene from the IT crowd where they had the internet in a black box. Yes. <laughs> it's like, this is the internet. Um, Spe- sorry. Speaking of the IT crowd, uh, my wife and her friends were like, isn't it annoying when you call IT and they go, have you turned it on and off again? And I said, no, no, no. It's it actually, works. it works every yeah. single time. Yeah. And mostly that. people haven't tried it yet. Yeah, so, no. yeah. When yeah. I was an undergrad, I worked at a Rogers wireless store. And when people Amazing. would come in angry with their broken phone, the first thing I would always say, because we were desperate to make ourselves laugh, mm-hmm. was, have you tried yelling at it? <laughs> <laughs> and people would... <laughs> Take a second and realize that I was taking the piss, and they would get even angry. That's amazing. <laughs> and start yelling at you for yes. the phone. Yeah. Um, all right, where should we start? FA Cup? FA Cup. So let's start with Leicester versus City. This one was quite exciting, actually. Chelsea. What did I say? City. 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 Oh, well, I'm Leicester City. Yeah. Um, Leicester, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so game started off, I mean, both teams, Chelsea, aren't in the best of forms. Obviously, it's unfair to say that of Barcelona. Or one of the best teams in the world, and Messi obviously kind of did his thing he against them. You can finally them. play against them now. Yes, exactly. Um, and Leicester kind of started the, the the game quite well. I think they took the lead, if I'm not mistaken. No, Morata. Morata. Oh yeah, ahead, finally um, on the break. Do you think mm. he meant that the way it curled in there? I'm I don't not think so. Quite sure, because it, it came off kind of the end of his. Yeah. That's the view. The yeah. view from behind the goal. It looked like that's not how you intentionally kick it. W- one goal in thirteen games. I mean, like, let's give it to him, and let's not. Sure. Like, Overanalyze. Yeah. I just don't think he meant it that perfectly. <laughs> that's all. He scores one, and we're killing him for it. Yeah. Did Conte ever really want him there, though? I I believe so. I believe so. So like, Conte brought him to Juve and wanted him to stay at Juve, but Real Madrid exercised their buyback clause and so as far as I understand yes but but wasn't Lukaku first choice there well, were also those rumors the, the recent story was that the board wanted Lukaku and uh, what's his name Conte wanted Morata mm. and he was going along with it until United took Lukaku and basically Morata fell into his lap right right um, so yeah I mean he has been playing Giroud recently he did play against Barcelona and in the league he got a, I think a goal and an assist Giroud recently so he has been playing ahead of Morata but I guess again this being the cup you do play, I, don't know, I guess, your substitute striker here. I mean, Morata obviously still first choice on paper, but his form relegated him slightly behind Giroud recently. Mm-hmm. Um, good finish. Great ball from William. William. William, who ran from his own 18-yard box, getting past two or three players. He's been Chelsea's best player for a month or two now. So 
great second half of the season. Because first half of the season, Willian, mm, you kind of didn't notice him that much. But second half of the season, he's been brilliant. I, I've made this comparison before, but Willian to me is like when you get star on Mario Kart. And everything <laughs> just speeds up and the music starts going and he just like bundles through people. It's great. I won't lie, I was waiting to hear what you were coming up with. And it was better than that. <laughs> Definitely better. Good. Yeah, glad. And, and I think the reason he didn't realize William at the start of the season is he just didn't play that no, much. No, he didn't play. That's he, true. he tried to shoehorn that whole Bakayoko, Fabregas, Kante thing, and it just didn't work. And William is the one that got the chop. And you could see that Chelsea just weren't as fluid. Mm-hmm. And because they just depended on Hazard way too much to do everything, when now William can take on some of that responsibility. Because they're similar players in a way, um, both, you know, with horrendous... Um, What's it called? Um, touches. No, not touches. Um, <laughs> like stats. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, they can complement each other in that way. But having Hazard as a false number nine is just a waste of his talent. Agreed. And if Absolutely. you watched him against United there a couple of weeks back, he was visibly frustrated because he was just being choked out of his game and relying on him to, um, you know, be the only guy going forward yeah. was a recipe for failure. And that's happened too often this year. Some of... Conte's tactics have just been really questionable. That match against City, where uh, I don't even know what happened there. Um, I, I wonder what's going to happen in the offseason. It, it, it's very interesting if you look at the managers who are left in the FA Cup. Mm. You've got four guys. Sparky just took over, but you've got four guys left now who really need to win this. Save their seasons, pretty Basically. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, absolutely. I, I agree, and I think we complained a lot on this podcast earlier when, when Hazard is literally... Chelsea's game plan seemed to be just hoof it up and hope Hazard, and at the time Morata was mm-hmm. informed, hope they somehow, two of them, get past six defenders from the other team and do something on their own. There wasn't any build-up. They kind of stopped relying on what made them so good last season, which is that wing-back play, stretching the play, you know, make, taking opposition out wide, and they just stopped doing that. And then Morata's form drops, and I've only got Hazard. Um, but I think Conte did learn from that United game where he then played even Barcelona, he then played Giroud in the second leg of Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I think he realized it's just not going to work with Hazard up there on his own. On on, on that point that, that that you're making about Conte, um, if you look at Pep Guardiola, for example, running away with the Premier League, sure, Wigan beat them in FA Cup, whatever, but running with the Premier League, and you kind of look at the rest of them, right? You look at, and I'm, I'm going to exclude Tottenham from this, even though they're where they are, but it feels like as terrible as the teams have performed relative the managers have been making a lot of mistakes that you kind of look at it and go, I don't understand why you're doing this. Right. Or, like you said, Conte, why did he change? However I feel about David Luiz, that was a winning formula, maybe stick with that. Yep. Why, why uproot things the way that you did? It's just, it Some bad signings so as well. I mean, Bakayoko just didn't turn out the way he wanted. I heard he was and, terrible and, in this game. Yeah. And selling Modic. Yeah. Just, you know, and then by bringing in Bakayoko as a replacement... When you had something that was working that you did not need to fix, and you created a problem of your own, and not only that, you sold him to a team that is now ahead of you in the table. Right. Yeah. That is one of the teams that's probably going to keep you out of the Champions League next year. It's well, I, I think Chelsea's whole recruitment strategy is is massively questionable, and like, it would be interesting to know to what extent Conte has control over it. The Matic thing, there are rumors that he didn't want him to be sold. Uh, and the club did, and then the whole Conte complaining about how much or how little squad depth they have well, Conte when they let to go us. of so many backup players. And they have, I summer. think, out of all the big clubs here, the most players on loan anywhere. Right. Yeah. So thirty-seven, I think, on loan or something wow. ridiculous. And also, I mean, you've seen some of the big names that kind of—it's not just Conte, but in Chelsea's kind of recent, obviously De Bruyne and Salah and Lukaku and all these mm-hmm. people. But it's also my thing with Bakayoko is I understand selling Matic and bringing Bakayoko in if you don't have a Conte. 
in your team. But you've got a Kante in your team. Why do you need Bakayoko as well? Because Bakayoko, his best assets are his physical attributes. It's and not he's very dynamic. Yeah, it's not creative. It's, not, it's box and to box. It's running. It's energy. And you already have a guy that does all that. Why not have a guy who's better on the ball next to him? Mm-hmm. In fairness to Bakayoko, he started the season hurt. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get a training camp or anything like that. He's not had a very seamless transition into the team. So maybe next year, yeah. it'll be something where he'll be a little bit um, more ensconced in the formation. Sure. My thing with Bakayoko, I agree with that, but. He was injured before he signed. Right. And and they knew that. So And they knew there was going to be a risk, and there were scouting reports about his lack in concentration, which Matic doesn't typically have that problem. And Conte created his own problem with Diego Costa. He, that, yeah. that is on him. That's the striker situation at Chelsea is 100% on Antonio Conte. Diego Costa is one of the best else. strikers in the league. I mean, I don't like him as a person, but you see what he's doing for Atleti now. His numbers are... are amazing for them he he was one of the best strikers in the league for Chelsea he started off even at the first half of the season before he was kind of either sold or whatever it was on exile kind of exile for half for six months but he was doing really well and then Morata had to carry that and he just couldn't really do what Costa was doing speaking of strikers Vardy another goal against a big team he's having a he's having a very good season he's just it's under the radar isn't it he's He's a reprehensible prick, but he's a, he's a very good striker. And I love. I think it's one of the most enjoyable partnerships in the league, if not in Europe, is Vardy Mars. Even yes. though they play for a team, you know, not anymore in the in that spotlight, but they are so much fun to watch. We've seen the goal recently, one of the goals of the season, where Vardy just sent it. Uh, Mars sent it down, and Vardy took it on the volley with his left. Brilliant technique. This game, Mars put Alonso literally. He sat him down with that flick, that Ronaldinho elastico. It was brilliant to see, and he's just. They're both flair players, and they're a lot of fun to watch. Mares, where where does he go? Because there have been too many bids over the years, the strike or whatever. Doesn't it kind of seem like both of them missed their chance to leave? It does a bit. When, when they would have the best opportunity to find a club to their liking to succeed, rather than simply, I want to go to a club with more ambition than Leicester does. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. In Vardy's case, if the only option was Arsenal, I do understand turning that down. Sure. In Mares' case... I think you're right. I think that summer was probably... Well, it's like Kante. Kante's the one that took his chance. Yeah. And now, you know, he won the league, etc. And I, I think... Vardy, I think he, he wanted to stay. I, Alex, to Alex's point, if it was only Arsenal, then I don't know. Maybe he made the right choice. But I think he wanted genuinely to stay. Mars is the one that always wanted to leave. I just don't know why it didn't work out that first... Summer. I think they always said. Well, who were supposed to go that first? Was it Arsenal? That first I don't know. Summer? Arsenal don't apparently know. made a bid at some point. I'm not yeah. sure because there's been now a couple of seasons, mm-hmm. right? So then, yeah. but been... like if if I'm see if you're, I mean, we're talking about a guy who has trickery, pace, and definitely creativity, and you need that on the right side of midfield. I might go to Jose Mourinho and say you need to have a right side of midfield problem. Maybe Mares is the guy that you bring Doesn't in. Doesn't Alexis Sanchez play there, though, now? He plays nowhere, <laughs> as far as I'm well, concerned. I don't, I don't know where he plays in. <laughs> if he plays. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's... Logically, that makes some sense, apart from when you bring the Jose Mourinho bit into it and then you give him a creative attacking player that doesn't like defending and yes. you forget about it. Can you imagine <laughs> Mar- Mars does that one elastico? He's on the bench for like the next two games. So. <laughs> um, then the game went into extra time. 1-1 um, at, at full time at 90 minutes. And then Kante... Decided to do the player, not the manager. Um, decided to do something which you know he's not really appreciated enough for or mm-hmm. known for. He took on a few guys, cut in, and gave a brilliant cross to Pedro, who um, who's also not known for heading a right ball. because he's five foot five. <laughs> right, and Kante is also five foot. They both just kind of help each other. There, there was a question that was asked whether that's the the shortest combination goal ever. Ooh, that's quite possible. 
I don't know. I split quite that to someone might also be there because he crosses a lot. He's not that short, isn't though. he? No, you can't. Nathan be, you Dyer can't be to Route Legend Dyer maybe at Swansea at some point. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Aaron Lennon, Jermaine Defoe. That's got to be there. Oh, that's, that's got to be, be there. there. Yeah. This is a good question. Yeah. I like this. Let's talk about what happened with Peter Schmeichel there. If you come off your line, yeah. that ball is yours. Is he that good? Well, Peter or is, is it nepotism? It's just. Peter. Did I say Peter? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, he, he, he probably would have had that. I mean, it's his <laughs> yeah. son, they're the same person. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, city legend, I love to, love to say, always. Yeah, yeah, um, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're right. He's, he's made a few mistakes recently, actually. Um, you can't lose an aerial battle to Pedro. No. no under there's any no excuse for that. And if you're coming that far off your line, that ball is yours. Who's that backup keeper? No idea. Any idea? He doesn't no. play, whoever. No, 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 no that's true. Oh, wait, no, they have that German guy. Ron. Oh, uh, the, the guy who was at United for a while. Who has two first names. Ron yeah. Robert Ziegler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's first. Name. It's just greedy, if anything. Um, so now Chelsea made it through. Who did they get drawn against? Southampton. 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 So Southampton, who made it, who beat Wigan. Yeah. Uh, 2-0. This was Mark Hughes' first game. Mm-hmm. Back in charge. Southampton legend. Ex-striker. Um, and he was there for like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, he was. But Still did he even score? <laughs> That's very questionable. Maybe one. Maybe. He probably got sent off. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in this game, I mean, I have no idea how it ended to another Southampton. It was a joke. Up we, to that point, Wigan should have been six up. Yeah. Easily. It looked like Wigan were the Premier League team and Southampton were in Division Well, they're, they're a cup team. They excel in cup competitions. Yeah. True. And, and well, they're also killing the league this time, this season. Although they're in League One, but right. still, um, yeah, Southampton really got away with this. They were much better in the second half, uh, prompting a lot of people to say, "What did Hughes say to them at halftime?" Uh, I can't really imagine him being that inspirational, but no, no. But uh, Gabbiadini played well. I mean, I always liked him. Yeah, he's great. Apart from all the really good chances he misses, he was the definition of a one-season wonder. <laughs> Not Harry Kane. No, the yeah. one-season wonder was definitely. Micho or whatever his name was. Oh, uh, yeah. Swansea. Oh, yeah. 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 He was... Where is he now? No, That's oh, a great I trivia question. I think he retired. I'm pretty sure I yeah. read about him retiring a yeah. few months back. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, and was, I don't think trending. he's much older than about 32, maybe? Yeah. No. No, he was for a while playing for his brother's like semi-pro team. <laughs> what a to, fall To try from... and get fitness back, but it didn't. Wow. Did it work? Yeah. Okay. Did he have 20 goals? It was, it was close. That first yeah. season was close. Yeah. I remember him destroying Arsenal a couple of times. That was like opening opening game of that season, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I just remember he killed that season. He yeah. was at that left foot. Culture. The way he would curl it with that left foot. Oh. Um, so that's that. So Chelsea plays Southampton in the semi-final. Um, the other two... Anyone I just anyone yeah. think Southampton can pull off a miracle here? No. No, no they shouldn't. No. No, but it's Sparky <laughs> against his former club. What, so At the very least, there might be a handshake... Uh, you know, battle yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Hughes is good for that. Right. And not much else. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> well. um, the other quarterfinal brackets uh, was the winner of Spurs versus Swansea. This one, um, Spurs really had it wrapped up from minute zero to minute 90 quite easily. They played very well. No Harry Kane. Um, Son yeah. stepped in as usual and did his thing. And Eriksen, you know, beautiful goal. He just bossed it. Yeah, was, this he, game he was really his, his I mean, they played Sissoko in center mid and still won 3-0. I think it's way too early to say that they're not going to skip a beat without Kane. They looked fantastic without him this week, but let's see what happens in the next couple of... Um, they have, I'm trying to think of who they have upcoming. 
They have Chelsea, I believe. They have Chelsea the soon. Don't they have United? No, no. Both games are not. Mm. Well, they have I, United in the FA Cup. I think, oh, oh, right. I think oh, yeah. Chelsea is their next match, and that is Saturday. If I'm, the next Saturday, there's right. international, the yeah, uh, and then I believe it is. Um, I want to say it's at Stamford Bridge too. Yeah, no, it, it's not that they won't miss him because they absolutely will. That anyone of that quality, and especially in the bigger games. Um, but I don't know. I, I think they've proven in the last couple of years that they've gone through stretches without him and maintained their results. Sure. And I think they can probably do it again. I mean, if they've done it with Janssen and Soldado, <laughs> yeah. etc., they can do it with Son, for sure. Um, so, yeah, they, they bossed this one quite easily. 3-0. Um, I mean, no one expected any different, really, except Spurs were coming off, what, the, the Champions League game? No, they, there was a league game, wasn't it? There was a league there game. There was yeah. a league Born game. 4-1. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was also a very good performance after a disappointing... Draw Wasn't that the game that Juve. Kane got injured in? Yeah, that yes. was. Yes. Okay. Um, I've marked it down in my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> All of England has as well. Yes, yes. Uh, apparently he's going to be back though with a few games to spare. So He's one of those players that is never out as long as they say he will be. He just never is. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. He's not a particularly athletic looking guy either. He's sort of just lanky and kind of... I don't know if you'd see him on the street and think he was a pro athlete. Mm. No. no, no, I agree I'm with not you. sure what I'd think he was, to be honest. He's a very odd looking human being. And he doesn't, I don't know, like he ghosts around, he doesn't run very fast, but he kind of is fast. He, he's strong. He's but strong. He, he doesn't look strong, but he kind of is strong. Like Yeah, he's deceiving. Yeah, <laughs> just everything about him is very deceptive. <laughs> yeah. um, Alex, you've got a quote as usual. Carlos Carvalhal, I'm not disappointed. A storm came today, but good weather will follow for us. I mean, he's just great. He's, he's, uh, he's colorful. He's got a lot of great quotes. Yeah. What was his quote there a couple of weeks back about the music they were playing? The, they had to listen to someone else's music or something like that. He also yeah. had the great one about the Liverpool game. when they Did they beat them or draw to Liverpool or whatever it was? And he says, um, there's no point in having a Ferrari if you're driving around London traffic. So I told the guys to make it London traffic out there. If it's something London, like then it that. was Arsenal victory. <laughs> But, but, you know, like, uh, all this no, stuff but is... No, there's something about Liverpool, I can't remember. All this stuff is nice, but apparently, like, the Swansea players absolutely love this. Like, not just the quotes, but apparently he's just a lot of fun. And when you're in a relegation battle and you need anything to try and lift you up, you know, maybe just being a bit silly sometimes. I, I'm, quite, I'm convinced that they... They would have lost the game and everybody convinced they just said, just go have fun, we don't care. Probably. But they're, they're doing a great job. Didn't they beat West Ham, was it, last game? 4-1 or something yeah. ridiculous like that? Like, they're, they're getting goals... I don't know from where they're getting them. Uh, Key is stepping up slightly. But again, they just they don't have the person... Like, Andre Ayo is back, but they don't really have the personnel on paper. As opposed to, like, when you make fun of other teams saying, look, you've got a great squad, you're just not playing well. With Swansea, it's like, if you get relegated, you I, know... I, you... I just really hope this time he's the one. Because if you remember Swansea, and I say it every time, they have this cycle every single season where some guy comes in and we go, oh my god, Gary Monk. Oh my God, Carvajal! Oh my God, there was another one. And then Clark. that person gets sacked. Exactly, he was great when he brought them yeah. back. The next season, they go terrible on the form and they get sacked. I'm, it's like I, you get emotionally connected to these guys, and then right, Swansea just you gotta let go, Bernie. You gotta let go. I I have this. Problem. He's still thinking about Gary Monk. <laughs> <laughs> um, they get to play the winner of United Brighton. Um, this one was rubbish. Well, this one was 0-0, long enough for me to gain enjoyment. You know what I mean? Like, every time you check the score, I, didn't, I don't watch United games. Every time I, I see the score, I'm like, oh, it's still 0-0. Nil, nil. Mm-hmm. Nice. It gave me a bit of, you know, I don't know, some, some pleasure. So, you guys are both United fans. How do you feel about this game? Mike? Um, I, you know what? They have not been fun to watch for the last several weeks. They? And, and um, great three points against Liverpool. Great three points against Chelsea. 
that match in the Champions League against Sevilla, there's just so much wrong with oh, that. Oh, we haven't even discussed oh, we'll that. that we, can, we can forget this game and just go on that. <laughs> but Romelu Lukaku has been very good. Yeah. Uh, he was... You know, when people talk about the quality of the Rashford goals against Liverpool, those goals came from Lukaku beating Lovren. <clears throat> yeah. Lukaku won balls, set up those goals. They were both of them of nice skill. Yeah. There was that one the deflection that fell to Rashford that allowed him uh, the shot of net. But Lukaku's using his strength, even against Sevilla. No one can touch him in terms of being so big and powerful. He just bosses the ball when he has it. Problem is, he's finding himself isolated far too often. Yeah. And if you can't get him involved in the game, it's trouble. And, and it's not only on the pitch. I was reading a lot about how Lukaku's kind of being that leader. He was like the first person either on and then the last person off the field cheering the fans. There was a few things where Lukaku was kind of showing a bit of leadership as well, right. like kind of trying to get the guys behind Lukaku's him. Lukaku's got that reputation mm. of being the flat-track bully, being the guy who can run train on inferior clubs. Right but disappears in yeah. big matches. Now, he showed up against Chelsea. He showed up against Liverpool. Sevilla, um, arguably. Well, well, that was at least... Who yeah. are a better team than United, according to Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, Lukaku has the most assists of any striker in That's the right. league. So, Mourinho is half right in that what Lukaku brings to the team other than goals is far more impressive than almost any other striker in the league. But if you watch Manchester United games... And, and, and I implore you when you when it happens, because it, it might happen in the <laughs> FA Cup or something, watch Lukaku when he makes a run. He always makes the right run and never gets the pass. And you always see him doing this thing, like, why don't you give me the ball? Because another team that was coached better on how to attack and put, put balls into the final third, you'll see those through balls or right. crosses coming in. Because almost every single time they cross the ball or get it into Lukaku, he does score a goal. Well, he doesn't like those chances, dinks. I mean, he should just live off those. Yeah, those brilliant. he should, right? Yeah. Sanchez just... was dropped this game. Yeah. Pogba was, I mean, I assume fit and just decided, he decided not to play him. I mean, he well, did the he same did, against Sevilla. He, did, he dropped Rome, um, De Gea as well for Romero. I think he was sending a message to Alexis Sanchez more so than Pogba because Pogba, I expected he was probably going to drop him anyway. Mm. I think this was to say, hey, Alexis, we can play without you. But then they still played like trash. Right. So let's go back to Mourinho's amazing comments in midweek after Sevilla. Yeah, there was a few... 12 and a half minute rant. Of a mad man's rambling. He had being... notes. Yeah. He had, yeah. had a paper with him. He had written things down. He had written down stats from the past several years. Uh, he was prepared. He knew what was going to happen. He didn't answer the questions that were posed. He answered he the question that he off. wanted. He just said whatever he wanted to say regardless of the question. He mentioned that basically United aren't haven't been used to winning in the Champions League for the past five years. So why do you expect it now? Sevilla are more used to the Champions League than we are. A lot of their players would, would make the United squad um, right now. So they're obviously better than us. Um, he had like it, pretty much you guys are lucky to have me. I'm not sure why you're complaining kind of vibe. He also just just abused the word heritage. I for, think for like, something got lost in translation. <laughs> he did actually start that off by saying my Portuguese is rather than my English, and I don't know if it's the right word, but I'm going to try it it's anyway. What's the right and word? Heritage. 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 But the, the problem heritage. is simply, well, the use of heritage. But the problem with that is, sure, United have not been great over the last let's call it five years or so, since Ferguson left in Europe. Right. Absolutely. That is a fair statement to make. But we're talking about a Sevilla team 
that gets out of the group stage every single Champions League and then goes into the Europa League. And this particular Sevilla team that was stripped of all the almost all their talent and only has Ben Yedder. Yeah. And and he's saying that they're all gonna get into the United team. This that twelve minute rant was a simple insult to Manchester United as a club and to its fans. And it was as if he was saying, I I have let me put it this way. He said, what's the difference between going out in the second round yeah. and the quarterfinal? That's a sackable statement in and of itself. LBG said the exact same thing when he was still there. He said... He, he's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. He pretty much came out and said, look, this is our level right now. You guys need to accept that this is United's level and not the glory days of Sir Ice Ferguson. We'll work through it. But don't he forget. He said that and it was he was absolutely lambasted. But don't forget, David Moyes, right after they had won the league, said... We aspire to be mm-hmm. like Man City and Liverpool. Three successive managers having defeatist mentalities? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense with the investment that you put into the club. It makes no sense. Agreed, agreed. Um, anyway, so United, I mean, after all that negative talk, beat Brighton 2-0. Matic really starting to up his stats. Really. He had that winning goal against Palace, was it? And the then he had game, yeah. an assist and a goal in this game. So he's starting to play pretty well from an attacking point of view. He's the only one that can handle the pressure of the United shirt. Apparently. He's an <laughs> island. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's yes. an island. Is he freeing Pogba yet? Because it seems like he's still holding he's him back. He's freed him up on the bench. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he can move around on that bench. Yeah. <laughs> a couple, couple empty spots in the Audi chairs. So. Um, I mean, so have you seen his new just, haircut, by the way? Oh, yeah, it has the a blue Pog, in it. Pogba thing? Yeah. That's unbelievable. It's, it is what it is. He's bored. He's got nothing better to do. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I want someone to free us of Mourinho. <laughs> I hope but, it's Matic. So, so your reward for, for beating Brighton is a, is a semi-final against Spurs at Wembley. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, they battered you there, really. Um, what do you think your chances are? Pretty unfair that Spurs get to play at home. It's a home game. Yeah. It is a bit. It is <laughs> weird, yeah. And the final will be a home game, too. So. Yeah. Oh, so you're a bit pretty much saying that they're going to make the final? I, it would be. <laughs> I, I think United will win this I one. I think United will win this one. nothing because I've already seen Spurs come to, well, play against United without Harry Kane. And they're not going to break that bus. Let me right. put it that way. They're not going to get past that big-ass bus right. with Son. As good as he is, it's not going to happen. He's fantastic so, right now. 1-0 one, one to United. He was fantastic at the time, too. So it doesn't matter to me. I wonder, win and Chelsea will win the FA Cup. The I kind of wonder... Sorry, go The FA Cup is one of those things where you only kind of get emotionally invested once you hit a certain stage. Totally. If you go out in the third round, it might be embarrassing if you lose to a Leeds, for example, like we did several years ago. Right. But once you hit the quarterfinals, I think now you want to win the tournament. So you've got three teams at least in Chelsea, in United, in Spurs, who see this as a very important cup. If Southampton wins and they still get relegated, I don't know how much. It might be a little bit of cold comfort. But for Pochettino, for Conte, for Mourinho, this is a way to sort of assert the idea that this season is a success yeah. Even though you crashed out early in the Champions League and you're not even really in striking distance of City for the league. That's true. Although I found it interesting um, what Pochettino said the other day when he was asked about, you know, would this make your season a success? Is mm-hmm. this a pivotal thing? How important is it? And he basically said, this would be lovely. This would be great for the fans. Mm-hmm. But I don't need this to consider the season a success. And the players don't need it to consider the season a success. And the, the picture is bigger. And it's all about progression into yeah, the yeah, but, but, and, but and to an extent that is true. But it is, is, talks out of his ass. Sorry, Bernie. No, I don't think he does. No, 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 he does. I think of all the managers, he talks look, least out of Alex, us Alex loves him, and that's fine, and you're, you're entitled to your opinion. But he's one of he, he's, he's, he hasn't won a trophy yet. 
he at the beginning of the season he said that this season is a success if we win the Premier League or the or the Champions League. Right. He clearly came out and said that. Now he's backtracking because he's, he's not, not going to win either of them. How is so he backtracking? What what big picture is he happy with without the FA Cup? Tell what, me what that is. What, when Kane leaves in a season or two, what's the backtrack here? Well, he's now saying that this is this season is fine and the big picture is okay and I'm happy with that. I don't need the FA Cup to make it a no, success. He's, it's already he's, a success. He's maintaining the fact that the goals for this club are the Premier League and the Champions League. So and it's not a winning success. the FA Cup. No, it, it's a success if you progress. Sorry, just, but like, just to jump in on this, I, I do think that there is a case that it is a successful season in some sense for Spurs because of, if you want to call it progression. But then I, I think, on the flip side, they were second last season. Mm. They were third the season before and probably should have won the yeah. league if you really think mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So in many ways, there's an opposite argument where you can say, no, it's not progress. They're just up at the same level. So the next thing you need to do is add a trophy. And the FA Cup for Tottenham, a team that yes. has only won the League Cup in 2009, yes. that is a sign of progress now because you've sustained a certain level. But then I want to ask Mike. Spurs haven't won a season, sorry, but Spurs haven't won a trophy in 27 years and to snub your nose mm, at, at the FA true. Cup, that's that's an absolute they disgrace. They the Cup. If, yeah, if, that was 2009. If they were if they were to win the FA Cup this season, it would be their best season out of the last whatever three and or four. And I think they should be going and for it. Of course, well. and putting the challenge on for whatever three four season is not good enough. And to you know get the result against Juventus at at, at away from home, mm-hmm. and then to lose. Uh, whatever a two goal lead or whatever was that that's an absolute disgrace and, and then Chiellini's comments after that match yeah that, there's no yeah. positives to take right. from that I, I disagree fundamentally in that if you look at what Tottenham can can rightfully expect to achieve relative to the clubs around them given the money they spent they shouldn't even be compete. They shouldn't have been competing for the title for the last couple of years. This they shouldn't be in contention. I, I, they should be. Sick. Sorry, I, I disagree. I disagree. And I know we're talking about Tottenham a lot, but I disagree in, in this. Leicester won the league, correct? Yeah. And if you look at the top three people, the top, top three teams, it was Leicester, Arsenal, and then it was Spurs. Tottenham, right? Yeah. Tottenham should win the league over Leicester and day of the week. Yeah. In that, I get it's anomaly, no. but you, Tottenham are better than Leicester. Arsenal never That's got the, the, sure. same, the same argument that Spurs are getting now. The whole spending money and this is fine, this is good enough. No, it was always the same thing. It was, why aren't you winning trophies? Why aren't you doing this? Now Spurs are getting some sort of I a different standard. You look at Spurs now a different way than you did five, ten years ago. Absolutely. They've ensconced themselves a top, uh, you know, the top four or five spots on the table now. We talk about the big six, but I, I would put, obviously, Spurs comfortably ahead of Arsenal right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the expectations for Spurs have changed. They could, in the past, maybe fluke themselves into Europe. Now you expect them in the top four. You expect a title challenge. I really think that the expectations that have changed under Pochettino have made us sort of fundamentally consider what is successful and what isn't for this team. Yeah, um, It's happening very quickly, too. That's the other thing. And you look at the wage bills, they're not nearly as much as a Chelsea, as a United, as a City, or even Liverpool at this point now. Um, is this a success with the FA Cup? Absolutely. Yeah. Have they taken a step back? I don't, it's hard to just look at the place on the table and say, okay, well, you were second a couple of years ago. Now you're going to be, let's say, fourth. The teams are different, though. Yeah. They're not, you know, everybody around them changed, too. So, it's you know, look at United, for example, right now. You would say this is a, a bang average United squad who's probably going to finish second. The yeah. one that won the league with the yeah. last first was also bang average. It was, average it was not well, a very good team. Yeah. That's a case for coaching, no? Yeah. And, and, and Mike, I want to ask you this question. If you, how do you feel, ask this how I feel about the FA Cup and in terms of Manchester United. If Manchester United win the FA Cup, because I love it, I'm happy. 
but I'm not happy if Mourinho wins it. Do you know what I mean? Like right. Because it adds that Mourinho, I won something again, and he's going to tout it over you. But as a club, I want them to win. But I don't necessarily want Jose Mourinho. Yeah, like when that'll, it'll that'll be, be a third trophy in two years. Yeah, And, and, and you're going to hear all about it. Conf- consider the, the Community Shield well, silverware. Well, you guys want a treble on yeah. season. Exactly. Technically. Yeah. This, is, this is how I feel. It about. would be nice for, for someone that wants to play football to win the But it's amazing, though. We can win... Three trophies in two years, and if you ask any United supporter hey, where you feel about the club right now, it's, yeah. it's, that's not good enough. It's exactly it's the same with Arsenal, right? That, that's the Tottenham exactly argument, is yeah. that United can get all the trophies they want and finish second, and but Tottenham can finish fourth and we say that they've had a better season. Well, like, like it's, Alex, Alex, point, Alex touched upon that. Arsenal have three FA Cups in four seasons. Yeah. And everyone hates their everybody life. Hates, everybody hates being an Arsenal. Like, it's not about the... I mean, we talk, didn't we put a poll recently about who had the best... For, we were talking about who had the best four seasons four years, yeah. up to this point. Arsenal, Liverpool, Spurs, and Tottenham. We took Chelsea and City out of it because they've won the league. And you look at it and you have to go, United won the Europa League and the FA Cup league and the League year. Cup. Arsenal won three out of four FA Cups. Mm-hmm. Liverpool and, and Spurs haven't won anything. So how, I mean, I get it. Liverpool and Spurs are building and we give them that leeway. But at the end of the day, Arsenal are supposed to be in their worst you know, part of history, and they've won three FA Cups out of four. But, so but why, can't, but why can't Pochettino do that? That's over 15 years. But why can't and, Pochettino and, do and, it? And, this, and, and to sort of agree with you, the difference between Liverpool, not Liverpool, sorry, Arsenal and Tottenham at this stage is, Arsenal know what it's like, Arsenal fans, like you guys know what it's like to win the league. The disappointment with Arsenal fans is that you consistently have not won the league, and at times you should have. Now, if you look at Tottenham, they don't have that to fall back on. The expectations are completely different. And it's the same thing with United, with fans going, they're harking back to the Ferguson era where they should have mounted the title challenge, and that's what we want now. That's what we want now. But Tottenham fans are, are, are really high about the team, but they don't expect to win the league. That is the difference with this team. Arsenal is, I don't want to say they're bigger than the FA Cup, but realistically, they aspire to more. Oh, 100%. Spurs is at that level now where they should aspire for more as well. But in recent history, an FA Cup now for Spurs is a much bigger deal than it would be for United, for Arsenal, yeah. uh, for Chelsea, a team like that. So I think you have to look at Spurs a little bit differently than you look at the other big clubs because this is still, in recent history, this is new to them still. Right, but my, my only issue with, yes, I, I understand the whole expectations thing and what the fans want, but... Everybody will agree that Spurs has been better than United and Arsenal for the past four years. Sure. But w- what is that based on? Just 90 minutes of good football? Like, what is it ba- like? Well, it's based on if, the amount of games they've won. Fine. Relative so if to they are better than those teams, where are the trophies to show that you've been better? But that's, that's, exactly, the only but thing. that's exactly the point, and it is what Pochettino was talking about when he was talking. He said, a cup run... Can win. You can win a, t- a trophy going on a cup run. At the end of the season, you put together five or six good games and you win a cup. It doesn't make you a better team. Okay, so when Pochettino is so two nil up against Juventus, against Allegri, and Allegri brings on two subs and, and, and comes back two goals in three minutes, who's that on? Is that on Spurs not being a, a, in history a big team? Who's that on? That's on Pochettino. How that, can that's how on, that that's on go Spurs coming up against a much better team that's and a much the, more experienced I, I, I Champions League manager? And right? the fallacy of Spurs being a better team than people they that finish above them. I think that is a bit of a fallacy. I understand that they've made progress as a footballing philosophy and organization. Yeah. Yes. But if you're going to if Arsenal finish ahead of you in a, in a season, they're better than you. I don't care. To Leicester, we're better than it's you just that soft season. I don't care. And aggregated over the seasons, 
like they've finished second, third, fourth. They're gonna finish. They're not gonna finish second this season. No, it's very likely they're gonna finish second this season. And no matter what we think about Jose Mourinho, and I think the worst of him. He's had a better season than, than Tottenham, and that should rankle the hell out yeah, of Pochettino. just gets his hipster so like. I think he's a really his... likable guy. Yeah, that's it. Um, people I... are writing, Guillaume Belay's writing books about him. Yeah. yeah. Which blows my mind because, again, they have not won anything yet. Uh, maybe save the um, hagiography until. That's, that's the thing. Is Barcelona going to go and get Pochettino? Not tomorrow. Yeah, so that's. I'm just saying. But eventually, we, someone we give him way too much credit just because he's trying to build something. Arsene Wenger tried to build something. Klopp is building something just as good. But it's also if not where, better. But it's also with him. It's where he took the club from and the state the club was in when he arrived and the amount of time in which he turned it around. They're a All perennial he, contender now. Right. They were right. not before. And the expectations when he came in were not even remotely this. Agreed. Hard. He's done a fantastic job. But that last bit where he should at 2-0 beat Juventus or he should go against United and beat them in a semi-final, that's on him. He now has to do that. Absolutely. Go win the FA Cup and I, hands up. Well Sorry. done. I, I, I know we're going long on this. But Mike, you said they're a perennial contender. They're, I don't know how many points behind Man City right now. Maybe 20, 24, Give or take. something like that. And they finished how many points behind Chelsea last season? Uh, well, let's not take anything away from, from City, though. I mean, no. This is an oh, aberration. This, this is thing. Yeah. This one, but, then, but then if you look at Chelsea, Chelsea went like 14 games in a row and they won last season. I think City took the record off Chelsea last mm-hmm. season. So Chelsea last season, they weren't the dazzling footballing team. But statistically, they were fantastic last season. Almost record-breaking in many ways. So we, we talk about... Spurs are not title contenders in the sense of... You're that many points behind. Manchester United, to me, right now, are not a title contender. They don't consider, well, no one is. There's exactly, no, that's no, what I'm no saying. Is, yeah. No one has been a title contender to the yeah. team that has won, except for the Leicester year. Yeah. So I don't, I'm don't. i not buying this argument. By the way, I'd have Martino as, as United manager right now. I know you would. But I just can't buy this concept of they're doing so well when everyone yeah. else seems to be capable of some miracle season, but not Tottenham. They actually weren't that far off Chelsea. They were far off... Um, they're far off City now, and they ended up far off Leicester. But they actually—I just feel it's different. I feel every manager is getting berated for their position in the league and how bad they're doing. Except Pochettino somehow gets this pass because he's building. Well, because some team. they spend money for a team that should finish sixth. Great. Or seventh. Well, Spurs. Okay, how long he is exceeds Harry, expectations? How long is Harry King going to be there? One more season? No. Max. What happens? Two, Four, three. Then what? This this transfer season is one of the crazy ones where there's international competition mm. because you're going to see crazy inflated prices. In July and August, after the World Cup is over, uh, smart managers, if they have particular players they're interested in right now, get the business done before the World Cup starts yeah. because you're going to see exorbitant prices coming out of it. If England, God forbid, does something in the World <laughs> Cup, Harry Kane's going to cost a lot of money, and he already costs a lot right now. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, they can build that stadium. There was a latest st- latest report that came out that he's worth one dollar more than Lionel Messi. One dollar more? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, they just did, like, market value, the transfer fee, right? whatever. Age. I don't know who it was, but like, I, I they do this every year. So, it was like, he was like 174 million, and Messi was like 173. It's not a dollar. Name me one manager slash one club today that if you handed them both for free, mm-hmm. would they king? He's not currently Over working, Messi. but Harry Redknapp would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that, I think we should... Uh, this was a good discussion, though. I have yeah. Um, let's do a quiz? Yep. Let's do a quiz. Welcome to the Quiz Suarez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take a bite out of that one. Yeah. Um, all right, let's remind people of your buzzers. Alex, that's some vitamin D's. 
see. Uh, Mike and Bernie. That was easy. All right, we got four questions this week because I had fun at work. I was, I was a bit bored. Question number one. Name three players who scored super hat-tricks this weekend. That was easy. Bernie. Mohamed Salah, Mario Cardi, and Cristiano Ronaldo. Well done. Um, question number two. Name the top three ranked women's international teams in order. Alex. USA. Correct. Germany. Correct. England. Yes. Well Ooh. done. I thought people were going to put Brazil, Canada in there. Good stuff. Question number three. Who are TFC playing in the CONCACAF semifinals? Oh, God. America. Correct. Yes. Club America from Mexico. Yeah. And <laughs> last but not least, name three Moscow clubs. That was easy. Bernie. Spartak Moscow. Yes. Oh, Dinamo Moscow. No. Uh, Mike. Uh, Spartak, uh, Cheska, and Locomotive. Well done. Oh, nice. There's no Dinamo Moscow? That's no. impressive. Alright, so before we uh, talk about the Premier League, we, we went to the VAR on this one and mm. Bernie actually gets an extra point for Dinamo Moscow. Yeah, 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 yeah. He claims he's always known them forever. But it took a long time for the decision to be made. That is true, we wasted a lot of time. Which is the problem with VAR. Yeah, yeah. But there is, for everybody who is doing a quiz soon about soccer or anything, there is a Dinamo Moscow. So yes. that's four teams, yes. at least. Possibly a Torpedo Moscow. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a, is that a Spart- you said Spartak. Spartak. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Spartak Lokomotiv and the other guys is one. Of the Cheska is the one I knew. Anyways, Premier League. Um, oh, I'm gonna enjoy this one. Liverpool beat Watford five nil. Um, so Salah heard that King got injured, and then he decided, well, this is my chance. Golden boot for me. Golden boot for me. I mean, we thought one goal, two goals, maybe. I went all hipster and captain Firmino. Idiot. I know. I hate myself. Um, and Salah scored four really nice goals too. It's a lot in your team, Al. Yeah. Of course. Good. Of course. I don't Um, know if he's in my team. This was one of the best individual performances we've seen this season. Two of the goals were a result of putting a few Watford players on their asses. Didn't he put three? Well, the the second, well, his second or whatever, third goal, he put like three or four players. You see the stills, like they're just going left and right. You know, Mm -hmm. they had that meme to the window. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Watford's away form is deplorable. Yeah, it's and tragic. I know people are still big fans of Marco Silva, um, but that team has a rot on the road that existed while he, while he was, was still there. there. Yeah. And uh, that's you see them on the on the fixture sheet at home. You're going to beat them. Yeah, that team has no belief on the road. They and have they no were, balls, almost. It's so cojones? Yeah. That, it's weird. Yeah. It's almost like, remember Burnley last season? Mm. All all home games were fine, but all away games were... That's right. the only reason why they stayed up. Yeah. This is like the Nigerian league. Remember when we looked at the table? <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. wins their home games because yeah. you pay the refs yeah. at home and everyone loses. And the league was so close. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you wonder why they even bother showing up. Uh, no. The Nigerian league or Watford? Both. Um, sorry, Watford in this season alone have conceded five to Liverpool. What they lose to Arsenal? Was it three? Three. Sure, let's go three. Yeah. Four to United and like a million to City. <laughs> only, <So. laughs> only the United fans 
would start talking about Liverpool 5, Watford 0 by talking about what, how bad Watford are. Not how good Liverpool are, not how they have the best player in the league, possibly in Europe this season. No, no, no. Let's talk about Watford's how away form. How did you manage to do that? That saying, was not a slight. Was how not, did you manage that? Watford's just bad. No, they actually, are. you deserve an award for that. That was impressive I am waiting to that. hear soliloquies about Mohamed Salah, Firmino's fourth no-look goal, which is more than Pogba scored all season. I'm trying to hear about these I, kind of things. I have a question about Jurgen Klopp and what he said after the match. Mm-hmm. He, not anybody in the press, he <laughs> compared Mo Salah to Lionel Messi. Right. Why, because in the name of God, would you invite that comparison <laughs> upon your own player? Because Jurgen Klopp doesn't think he just shouts stuff. Like, he just says things. I, I really don't think he's... I don't think he's particularly cynical, which is kind of why he's a bit refreshing, but he also just says stupid shit sometimes. No one in the world is as good as Messi. My, the only thing that I will give Klopp is that you take kind of faces off and names off the shirts and you watch that goal, two goals, and you say, who scored that? And your first guess would be Messi. When you have those four guys on the floor, obviously the left foot helps. They look similar doing things, but no one's even close or in the same realm. I, I understand. I would be like, what are Watford doing in the Champions League? That would be my <laughs> first question. The, the, the problem is, firstly, the quality of those goals is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mo Salah's ability to also find space is, I think, completely underrated. He's probably the best, one of the best in the world right now at doing that. My issue with this Mo Salah stuff is that you come up with, you see polls, there was a poll today by PL something that said, who's a greater Premier League player, Ronaldo or Salah? And it's like, why are you doing this? Let the guy play his football, let us enjoy him for what he is. The messy comparisons need to go away. Someone wrote a whole article about how he's just like Cristiano Ronaldo. It's like, Cristiano Ronaldo is 33 years of age and scoring more goals. Don't do this, if, let's enjoy Salah for what he If he wins he Egypt the World Cup, is he better than Messi? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I just think that's going to happen. If we go back to the summer when they bought Salah for 37 million pounds, mm-hmm. and you put Coutinho back on that team, Prior to this season, do you think, right away looking at the squad, does Salah get into the 11 right away? Well, we thought... Uh, well, he was the best player in Syria by far. Yeah. So, we, he had that going for him. Mm-hmm. Our concern, especially on this podcast, was that he is more of a pace merchant. He needs the ball hoofed over, run onto it, and do something on the counter-attack. We did not expect... Even I, watching him closely, just because he, you know, he's Egyptian and everything... Um, I didn't think he had that close control on him. I didn't think he had that right foot kind of stuff that he's doing now. And we thought, how is he going to react to packed defenses or, you know, when they play United and they park the bus? How are you going to play against those kind of teams? Didn't do well. So, yeah, he didn't. Ashley Young, to be well, fair. Ashley Young. So, the, I didn't think he would be able to play the tippy-tappy, but his runs off the ball, too, mm-hmm. is their striker. Like. He's, he's a joy to watch. He mm-hmm. really is. Well, he you is. have to give Klopp a lot of credit because, just like you were saying... When he, when he was signed, there were a lot of people that were wondering if he would get into the team because of Coutinho. Yeah. Whatever. It's proven that to be a, a bunch of nonsense. But any other coach, would they get... I don't even think the numbers he's putting up under Pep Guardiola, he would get them. Because Guardiola wants you to play a you know team-oriented, right. whatever. Klopp is probably the perfect manager to get this out of school. Do you think his form made the decision to sell Coutinho easier? Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I'm not sure it has anything to do with it. Because I, I, from what I understood, the plan was always to move Coutinho back into the middle three and have that creative element from midfield but that Ox, they didn't have. Ox. But Ox. <laughs> but, um, so I'm not sure. I mean, it's always easier to sell someone when the rest of your team is, is playing well and scoring goals. But I, I'm not sure that really has much what to do What happens when Kaida comes? 
then Which, you get well, Chan is leaving. Chan is probably off, so you've got probably going to Juve, I guess. Yeah. Yes. So you get Keita, and then and that's the others. problem. They need one more. Keita we need to keep Chan and, and play him with Keita. Lalana might get some more games, but like actually, I don't know. It's going to be Henderson or Vanaldum next to Keita, and then Lalana or probably Hawks. the guy. I would, I would, I would yeah. guess. I mean, Mane is starting to play number ten, <laughs> like just when From you when, left, you, when you watch the the games, but. So, back. Uh, back, let's let's talk about Salah still. Yeah. Um, his form as what he has twenty eight goals. He's ahead of Messi and oh, like four other people. European Golden, Golden Boot Shoe yeah. or whatever it is. Um, he's gonna pass thirty, which I'm not sure any African player has done in the Premier League or right. The, the record in the EPL is thirty one. Who who has and there are a lot of games it? left. He probably will break. Who has that thirty one? Is it uh, uh, it's Shearer, Ronaldo, and uh, one more? Is it Henri? Maybe. I don't think it was Henri. I no. saw this the other day and I can't remember. But they all are on 31. They so if he gets 32, he scored the most players most ever in scored in the season in the English Premier The fact that he can surpass someone, like even just locally for Liverpool, Suarez or Torres or these, that, that's. No one saw, like, no one yeah. saw this coming. My, my, question, my question for everyone is these Real Madrid rumors, I'm not even sure where they're coming from, but they're, but they're there. It's a, and people are saying he could be the, most, the best option for them to bring in to revitalize their forward line. Do you see it happening? And what will it take? He's only 25 years old. So he's got a lot of football left in mm-hmm. him. Um, is a very interesting case because everybody seems to think that they're going to blow everything up in the summer and just spend an absolute crap load of money. And they probably After will. After they sell Bale, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Bale's probably gone. Um, I don't think Liverpool... Liverpool the Coutinho thing was a, a bit of a blow to the ego of Liverpool supporters and the team itself because they don't see themselves as a selling team. I think regardless of what kind of offers come to Salah, and I don't think Salah is the type of guy that is going to pull a Coutinho and say, my heart is in Barcelona or my heart is in Real or whatever it is. He's going to be loyal to the team. I think he likes playing under Klopp. And I don't think Liverpool, where they are right now, where they've uh, sort of a revitalized power, are going to want to sell him under any circumstances. Yeah, I, I think that's that's true. I think if Real Madrid come in, it would have to be something close to from 150 to 200 something at this stupid. point. Something stupid, something dumb. Be. And I think at that point... Liverpool can still say no because feasibly how would you replace right. those goals even if you get that money mm-hmm. it's literally just a case of does Salah want to make that right. move and there's an argument to say and you've said this before that when that offer comes in take it because you don't know what will happen uh, you get an injury next season and everything's you done you mean from Salah's standpoint yeah. this is, no from anybody this is always mm-hmm. my kind of philosophy you mm-hmm. take this whole Vardy Leicester this whole like Mbappe stay one more season at Monaco I completely disagree with that because you get an injury next week mm-hmm. And you're done, no one wants anymore. Zlatan could have signed a 300k a week contract a week before his knee injury. Like, anything happens and you just never know. I would just take the biggest contract in front of you because it's not... Football is great and everything, but at the end of the day, it is your job and it is your moneymaker. And I would just... I would go. Sure, but if you're if you're Liverpool and you sold Coutinho... Right. Was it 150? I mm. think it was something like that. Mm. Yep. You demand 200. Oh, but if, if Madrid Salah spent 85 on Hamas after like three games at the World Cup... But what I'm saying is... Does it would Madrid put to just less, just a little bit less than Neymar for Salah? But you know how Paris works. Barca's going to go and spend 100, 120 on on Griezmann, and Madrid fans are going to be like, "All right, mate, what are we going to do?" And they're going to go 170 get? on on Salah. Like, maybe it's yeah. insane. The, the money is not the issue. The best way, if you let's say you are Liverpool and you are open to open to selling him, uh, the way to go about it is to buy, buy, buy first, and sort of cushion the blow of selling him because you've brought in a lot of players, you spent a lot of money. Who are those players? I don't. I don't know. Right. But that's the best way to well, go. Who, about. who do you replace Salah? With? Uh, well, I, I don't know. It's not just Salah. There's rumors of. I mean, recently for the past week or so, rumors of 
Bayern kind of looking at Firmino and kind of interested in the way he plays because Bayern like that not top 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 superstar signing but Firmino, just enough that he Firmino would be knows great for them. Are Liverpool going to be picked apart? Is that what we're saying? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I, I, they have Champions League football. They don't need to be. You can sell players on playing under Klopp. Uh, this is a different circumstance than it was with Suarez or, or somebody like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have to hold out. My, my, my last thing on, on Salah is that you often you see players come into the league and they have a... I mean, some players have a good first season or a team will have a good first season when they get promoted or, or something like that until opposition work out how to handle them, how to yeah. deal with them. It was the case with Leicester. Like, no one figured it out all season, even though it seemed obvious from the outside perspective of just sit deep so that Vardy mm-hmm. can't run in behind. Like, why yes. is no one doing this? Yeah. And the thing with Salah is... And as much as I hate to give Mourinho credit, he set up to deny him space, mm-hmm. and he did it successfully. Why is no one else managing to do it? It's not, I'm not saying it's easy to stop him, nor am I taking anything away from him, but teams could be doing a whole lot more, it seems. Like, if you look at the, even the, I think it was the first goal that he scores, he just peels off the back three of Watford, mm-hmm. and he's in 20 yards of space. I, I just I'll don't ask understand ask what people are doing here. Uh, when they played, when Liverpool played Chelsea, have they played both times against Chelsea? Not sure. What 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 was the result of those games? Do you, do you uh, that's a good question. I don't remember. I, I'm just Chelsea? wondering, and and Tottenham. I have no idea what the. I think Liverpool. Did they get smashed or did they beat? Tottenham? I think they split. I think they won yeah. one each. This uh, is the flat they, it track was a draw. question. Spurs beat them and then they drew. It's just with teams that know how to defend. I wonder if they have a plan because Man City don't actually know how to defend. Right. So. He did well against them, and against Watford, obviously, don't know how to defend. I'm curious if against Spurs, Chelsea, and United. Well, against Spurs, he, he scored that last-minute winner, yeah. which should have been the winner, yeah, and then Spurs that got a, that penalty. So that was, that was uh, after Wanyama yeah, Thunderbaster. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, right. okay. so to be fair okay. to him, he almost won the game single-handedly with but another Messi-like goal. Apparently, in that game, he did nothing until that point. Speaking of sure. City, is that the best possible draw for Liverpool in the Champions League? Well... I mean, in the top teams, of not course. like not like Sevilla and stuff. Shakhtar. Yeah, like Sevilla would be Roma. the best. Roma. I, I just think uh, you know uh, they know City. They've beaten City already. I, I like their chances against City better than I like them against Real or, or, or Barca right. yeah. or I, Bayern. I, yeah. I agree with that, and I think Roche actually said we were talking about this midweek, and Roche said. Liverpool in one game, I can see it. Sure. In two, I think it's tricky. I, I don't but think I Liverpool think approaches it with any sort of trepidation or fear. They've yeah. beaten them in the past, and they're you know a domestic rival. Mm-hmm. They they know yeah. City better than they know any of those other clubs. It's a it's I a toss up. Just don't think Pep makes the same mistake three times. Seeing yeah. that he made the mistake once already, and then two more games to make two more mistakes. I just don't see it. The only thing I can I I I, I contribute to this is I think Liverpool can and will score an away goal the same way I think City can and will score an away goal as well. So for me, it's a straight toss up. There is no. It'll be a fun. I think it's the best. I, I, I can, like this draw. I like to. I can see City winning the whole tournament. I can see City going up to Liverpool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's fair. Um, let's run through some of these scores. There's only four games this, this week, but we want to move on to Europe. It's already, we're already quite behind in terms of schedule. But Bournemouth beat uh, West Brom two one. West Brom are going to go down. They haven't won a game in like 14 years, I think, at this point. Let it? me very quickly talk about Alan Pardew. Sure. Please. They um, under him now in their last 10 matches have scored the opening goal six times. <laughs> From those matches, they have four points. When he took over the club on November the 29th, they were not in the drop zone. The four, the, sorry, the three teams below them that were in the drop zone 
are no longer in the drop zone. <laughs> this is great. So Alan Pardew is a great seller of himself. Hmm. He seems like a man with a plan, and he's tricked a lot of teams into believing <laughs> that. He's good in his suit. Yeah. They were not dead to rights when he took over. It's true. They are now. Right, and I'm going to lose two Egyptians in the league because of it. Hey, they might and sign I'm, for other teams. Hagazi might get a move. Absolutely furious, because we have five right now. That is an incredible number of Egyptians in the league. And I'm going to lose two because of Alan Pardew? No, hey, man. think about how Kieran Gibbs feels. Oh, yeah, Nasser true. Chadley. Um, Palace beat Huddersfield 2-0. I like Palace. I have a soft spot for them. I like Ray, uh, Roy Hudson. Ray Hudson. I like him too. I like um, Zaha. That team is night and day without Zaha, though. Yeah. Oh, that's. I mean, he's team. back. They won again. I see we, the stats on that. We said it last week. No. They haven't. They've literally not won a point without him. And yeah. when he wasn't in the team, they haven't scored a goal in like eight games running. Another another he's, penalty for Milivojevic. I love him. Yeah. He's like ten penalties this mm. season. Zaha after the World Cup is somewhere else. I think. He's he's uh, Ivory Coast. I don't think they. Oh, call sorry. Him. Why did I think he? I forgot that he switched nationalities. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I don't think they qualified. No, they didn't. He's another one where I'm not sure where he goes, really. There were Tottenham rumors, but that's not happening. Well, it's better than Lucas. Lucas. Better than Lucas? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen him enough. Have you seen Lucas in the... In the I mean, they, they countered to a 3-0-1 over Swansea. Lucas looked horrendous. But you never know. He, I mean, yes, he was younger at United, but is it is playing at that bigger club... He's made the mistakes. Same? You never know. He'll learn from I him. think exactly. he's, you know, <laughs> he's going to move to a club... Bigger than Palace, but I'm not sure who right. that is. Mara is a replacement. Mm, that's that's that, actually interesting. That'd be fun. Wow, well done, Alex. That's, that's like a good point. Didn't I should call him. Yes. Um, everything beats Stoke 2-1 in a brilliant kind of Russian-looking game. The snow on the field, the, was, the uh, yellow ball. There wasn't a yellow ball. No? That's the infuriating mm. thing. They played with a white ball in the snow. It was ridiculous. With blue lines? With <laughs> yeah, Brexit, mate. Um, Charlie Adam. Yes, please. So Charlie Adam in the, has played for Stoke. The last 55 minutes has played for Stoke. Mm-hmm. He has missed a penalty, mm-hmm. missed an open goal from a rebound. He gave away a penalty that should have been called that wasn't. He gave a back pass that turned into a goal from a from a horrendous, well, bad back, back pass from him. He went into a header with his studs up. He got sent off. Mm-hmm. All in the last 55 minutes of That's Stoke. That's a great resume. Brilliant. He's just trying to go out on a high. Because this is probably his last season. And he just wants to be remembered. Charlie Adam is 32 years old. Yeah. He's not even that old. He, he looks, looks 50. To I, think he made his career off corners. Well, yes. Alex Ferguson sold him to Liverpool in one in one press conference. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> Anyways, that, that's all I had to say against this game. Uh, Wayne really looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He's adapting to that central midfield role. Mm-hmm. Alan likes to talk injured. about how he can ping the ball around. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes still injured, so there's uh, that. Well, Theo Walker doesn't actually look half bad for everything. <coughs> Cheng Tosun? Oh, Cheng Tosun. Uh, Set uh, three goals in two matches? Now? Yes. Something yes. Like he's starting to show what he's good at. His header for the second goal. The fact that he kept his eye on it. Think, mm-hmm. Everyone thought that someone in front of him would get a touch, but he kept his eye on it, expected it to come to him. And, you know, again, Butland has made two or three mistakes in the it's last two good. games. No, but up literally right before the games where he started to make mistakes, I was reading all these things about how he has the most saves in the league, he has the most points on fantasy because of it, etc., 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 and then he just made two horrendous mistakes. He's got to have games. a clause in his contract, a relegation clause, where he's he's gone. I don't know if they're going to get £40 million pounds for him. No. Is he starting uh, for England or is it is it Pickford? It's it's. It might it's not be Joe Hart. It's it not might, Joe Hart. It well, might well Nick Pope got into the last team. Yeah, but he's not if he's someone not. should start on merit, it's gotta be Nick Pope. What's David I, James doing in India? <laughs> if you give him this call. I think it might be. Uh, realistically, I think it's the Everton keeper. But, but uh, Pickford. Pickford, yeah. Hopefully, he should be picked. 
Wow. Speaking All right. Of. Speaking of, let's do Momo of the Week. Yeah. I, 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 I do Momo. <laughs> One thing we are no sha, Momo no fit sleep forever. One day, Momo go wake up. Stop, draw. I mean, he's, he's starting to showcase. I mean, a lot of the things are leveled at him that he doesn't score enough goals, which I don't think he, he does. But on the flip side of that, you know, his role in the team is is as the first receiver. I think he's shown incredible composure. Not an international, not, not capped by France. No. Can he get in the French World Cup squad? I don't see why not. It's good. He's better than Pogba, and Pogba's probably going to get in. And uh, now, uh, fans have claimed that Deli Ali died to. That's uh, that's Joey Barton wondering why Moussa Dembele is not in the France squad for the World Cup, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's the European Union. He should be able to play for anybody. <laughs> Technically true. Yeah, also, I get Barton as a moment there, but it's the other guy going, yep. Yeah, no, no one pulls yep. him up, because yep. they don't know either. Yeah, like, yep. uh, First of all, that is former England international Joey Barton. <laughs> yes. yes. One, one cap, one, one cap. With the, with the big nose, like, well, no, with the small, you know, small willy, according yeah. to the big nose, Latan Ibrahimovic. Um, that was great. That always enjoyed Joey Parting. What an idiot. Um, Bernie, you got one for us? Um, yeah, uh, personal personal distaste. Uh, Maruan Fellaini is uh, my movement of the week for a ridiculous hairstyle. <laughs> now, you can take the Paul Pogba side of hairstyles, mm-hmm. but this was unbelievable. So he mm-hmm. did a photo shoot for GQ right. and bunched up his hair into two circular ponytails looking like either Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse, depending on what, what you read. There's, a, there's enough mumus here. One, why does GQ need Fellaini on their front cover? Yes. Do they need to, to sell more in Belgium? More, like, why? This is my question. Like, was it GQ Belgium or something? Or like... It has to be, surely not. Is there a GQ Belgium? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm just confused in the sense, like, if you're Fellaini, why... I'll tell you why. Why do you do this? I'll tell you why. The world right now is based on shock. Uh-huh. Shock value is what sells. Uh-huh. You do stupid stuff, you get recognized, and being infamous is not a bad thing anymore. He, he needs a, a new club soon. So It's just, you he's literally out of have to... What? He's out of contract. Yeah. He's out of contract, yeah, so he's got a lot of time to do stuff. I, I guess so. It's just, for me, I look at it and I go, well, your manager keeps blasting some people for weird haircuts and you decided yeah. to get into his bad books with the hairstyle. Maybe he creates like enough static to bring the ball and down. Mourinho still loves him, though. That's yeah. kind of starting him yeah. in the Champions League. Well, here's the, here's the other thing. Is it is it really much more stupid than his everyday afro? Because mm. he already looks pretty stupid. You know he has a twin brother. <laughs> Does he? He has a twin brother. Oh, yeah. Maybe that was Amazing. Him. Yeah. Someone asked that question whether it was him or not, and nope, this was Maruan. Is, so, is he a footballer? I think he's his agent. Oh, wow. Okay, that's just confusing. Imagine going into that meeting. <laughs> oh, it'd be so weird. It's brilliant. They can play so many roles. Fellaini's a tree. His brother shows up. Now it's a forest. Yeah. Anyways, um, do we have any more moments, or is that it? That'll do. Okay, well, I had a small one. I had sure. uh, Bayern Munich uh, account on Twitter tweeted, Happy St. Patrick's Day to a Scottish team. I think it was Celtics. Alex has some reasoning to why that works, but the Scottish people don't like it, so it's a bit more. I, I, I have a quick one as well to yeah. add. Um, Australian football as a whole. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw so that. So uh, apparently the, the net um, was broken, mm-hmm. and the players decided to form this uh, pyramid human thing. pyramid to fix it. And so where did it, they got duct tape to duct tape the, the net together and fix it, so there was no maintenance you gotta do people yourself. who did it, and they actually played the game like that afterwards. Oh. We well, gotta be resourceful, MacGyver yeah. over there. When you're in the outback, you just gotta do what you gotta do, you know. Be yeah. a man, Benny. <laughs> I, I, 
Abimumu. <laughs> One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Spell. Mm. Nil. <laughs> as, as is, you know, predictable. Customary. Yeah. Juventus. Nil. What? Incredible. That's not customary. Not customary at all. Absolutely incredible. So, what an achievement from Spal. So last week when Napoli drew or whatever against Inter and Juve won, we said it's over. The title race is now in Juventus' hands, etc., etc. Forward a week later. And it's still on. It's still on. They had, drew to Spal. Had Juve won this game, because this was before Napoli, had they won, they would have been seven points clear. Mm-hmm. As it is, they're only two points clear because uh, Napoli beat Genoa. Only um, 1-0 though. Although, yeah, they struggled massively. Like they, they created a lot of chances. It was one of those games, if you were a Napoli fan, you'd be watching that game going, it's not our day. Right. Like, so hit the post, hit the mm. bar, missed chances. Finally, the unlikeliest of candidates, Raul Albiol, with a header on right. 70 minutes. So Napoli are two points behind, which makes the Napoli-Juve game coming up one you should not miss. Oh, can't can't wait. Where is that? Ooh, good I question. I think it's at the San Paolo, but it's I could be wrong. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. We know that. It's not in Qatar or China. Um, not yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that is a game I definitely want to mark on my calendar. I'm not sure when it is, but it's coming up soon. I know that in a few, a week or two. Yes. Actually, I think I, I think I lied. I think it's at Juventus Stadium. Oh, so why would you lie? Uh, you know, keep things it's interesting sometimes. That's yeah. what you do. Um, uh, Inter beat Sampdoria 5-0. We kind of touched upon that in the quiz at Cardi with four goals. How, I mean, three in like 15 minutes, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it was a joke. How, how good is he in the grand scheme of things? I mean, is he in the Suarez, Lewandowski, Kane? Is he in a level just, of just... Just, a, just one below. Higuain level? Well, he, uh, yeah. He's a guy I think might have a big World Cup. Hmm. If, if he goes. If he plays. I think he'll <sighs> go, but there's so many striking options for Argentina. It's really Did, difficult. Didn't they drop him? I mean, maybe it's just experimental or whatever, but I'm pretty sure they dropped him the last squad. Or they dropped Dybala, one of the two. The thing with Argentina is you never know who's going to play. And whoever plays, plays badly. Okay, who would you, who, <laughs> yeah. who would you have as... How many do you take? Four? Five? It doesn't matter. Who would you start? One striker Four. and Messi behind him. Higuain, Icardi, Aguero. Uh, uh, Aguero doesn't do it for Argentina, but I would... No one does. I, I would take Aguero. Higuain... Oh. Okay, that didn't go hard. No, I'm just saying... Higuain, <laughs> Higuain's the safest option. Really? Sure. Yeah, I, I think I he's think the so. safe. Except in the final. He's the safe option until it gets to the, the pressure moments. Yeah. And for me, it's Aguero because he and Messi actually have a relationship. But it's never really worked like for blood. Argentina. Yeah, but still has more chance. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll, no, none of them do anything for Argentina. Literally none of them do. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Milan, back to winning ways. Just about. Um, yeah, can only do it locally, unfortunately. Um, beating Kiev with 3-2. They were 2-1 down, though. It was, I mean, this looked... Bad for a while, but Andre Silva with only his second Serie A goal. Yes, um, and Cutroni, did he play? Cutroni. Cutroni? Sorry, uh, not yeah. Sorry. I, was yeah. Like, I was like, is that the team? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he did, and he, he got the equalizer. Which I, was... I worry for Reno Gattuso's health because he <laughs> yeah. does not look like he handles these matches well. No. He looks like he is about to have a massive coronary. Yeah, well, his he health is, is sometimes maybe shit, sometimes maybe good. <laughs> so, you never know. But yeah, and he also managed in Greece, where you're allowed to be even more angry, and that's kind of the status quo. Yeah, so you he, can bring guns on the field. You can. Well, yes. Yeah. He, not he, anymore. He, he, <laughs> he does look like he's about to burst out of his suit, though. It is true. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it's always... Sorry. He always almost... Re- he doesn't have control of it. He almost always regrets those moments. Like, 
you know, he'll be so animated that in the press conference he'll be calm and collected. Or the other way around, he'll throw a ball at Monreal's face and then literally three seconds later realize this is so stupid and try yeah. to shake his hand. Like, he's literally not in control Would, of these emotions. Wouldn't it be awesome if just, if you watch him at home and he's just the nicest, calmest <laughs> guy, yeah, great awesome. with the kids, Making and all dip, soft, kind of, and then like, you know, makes his own, um, uh, jalap- what's that? I thing? love uh, guacamole. guacamole. I love and then listening he's just a beast. Him. I love listening to him speak English because he speaks English with the Scottish accent. Because <laughs> he's married to Mojo. Johnson's sister. Right. He met and who he met in Toronto, by the way. Really? Just a little tidbit. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, when Rangers were playing friendly. In Me and Alex were uh, last po- the, a pod or two ago. We were waiting for Bernie, who was late, and we thought, you know what? Let's go through Gattuso's Wikipedia page for no apparent reason. And we found out a lot about him. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite fun. He I owns, know, he owns a shawarma place or whatever in Greece. <laughs> Elsewhere, Crotone nil, Roma 2, uh, El Shirawi and Nangalan with the win. Although, uh, they Sorry, really... who, who scored? El Shirawi. Oh, he still can't say it. El Shirawi. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I've always had trouble saying it, trouble saying it too. I've yeah. tried to say problems and trouble at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with El Shirawi uh, and Nangalan. Um, but they're still really reliant on Alisson. It's really easy to see why a lot of clubs want him. He's absolutely brilliant. A lot of rumors of Liverpool, etc. Etc. Even so. Madrid came up recently. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Lazio won, Bologna won. I'm only mentioning this because Lazio fans have had a bit of a week. They don't like VAR and they think that it's being used to benefit clubs other than them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, a couple hundred of them apparently protested outside the Italian Football Federation's offices in Rome shouting uh, respect or war. Or sorry, they had a banner saying respect or war. And when they threaten war, they mean it. Yeah, mm. lots of I mean, supporters aren't ones to uh, no take lightly. No, no. I, no, I would either or Napoli. Yeah, I would either get rid of VAR or chuck them all in jail. One of the two. You got. You can't. You when you say get rid of, I was like, ooh, is he gonna say get rid of them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and that's it. Let's move on to what are we gonna talk about? TFC. Yeah. So what happened? We lost. Why? Again. Yes. Again. I mean, have we won a game in MLS? No. 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 Um, Toronto has played twelve matches. Following a Champions League match, twelve matches in the league. That is, they are zero nine and three in those. Someone matches. in the Premier League had very similar, where they just could not win after a Champions League draw. It seems to be seems to be a thing. It's it's used a to thing. be Tottenham. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It is definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing for TFC. Although it does just feel like they don't really care at the moment. It, it feels a bit like it, it doesn't matter Their minds too are much. elsewhere right now. Their minds are elsewhere. They, they didn't win for the first five games last season. That didn't matter. MLS is a forgiving league. It's a long, it's a long season. Yeah, it really is. So uh, this, I'm, I wouldn't panic about this in any way, shape, or form. No. They'll be fine. I mean, no. they, they, they did play horribly. but Yeah, but again, also the, the beauty of the playoff system is that you don't need to come first in the league. I mean, it's nice to win the league, yeah. but you know, you don't need to. First and second, it's just, it's the home advantage. That's it. But on this, um, what was my, do you guys care about the opening, I don't know, five games or is it, are we all on this? I champion, care about the champ- oh, definitely, definitely, right definitely. The CONCACAF bandwagon right now, all out. I mean, we're playing teams from Mexico, if, we're playing Club American semifinal. I'm looking forward to that way more than, than if you're TFC. You just won a two-legged tie against Tigris. You think you can win it all. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're going to play in the Azteca. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, America's probably... Their side of the draw was, was terrible because you got, what, uh, Seattle and Red Bulls are the other two teams? I believe that so. so was it? Yeah. Uh, and you'd have to like your chances against either of those teams. But America's a hell of a test. Um, but that's the kind of games you want. There's no and point I think that's where their ambition is. Seattle. Yeah. And, and I agree. If, if they beat Tigris, which they beat Tigris... 
which is probably what people would have said is a better team, they can do this. Obviously, the circumstances are different. It's, it's, it's just nuts. But realistically, they can actually can do this Can you imagine thing. TFC at the Club World Cup? Yeah. That would be great. Ooh. That would be wonderful. I and mean, as the, shit a competition as that is. But, but the rise of a team... You know, there would be few to rival that. My question is, well, would the would the U.S. media still recognize that they're there? So I'm not sure they would. The Club World Cup this year begins three days after the MLS Cup. Oh, wow. So that poses a problem, perhaps. That's a massive That's problem. It's a nice problem to have. But remember, like, a day after the MLS Cup, they have to do that contract business where a bunch of players have to get cut or not renewed or what have you. The contract system in MLS is just very confusing. Yes. But so all of those things would be, would conflate. Yeah. That would be nuts. Well, if MLS cares, they'll move that because the MLS team has been in this, at at that competition. So they should, for the the league, get rid of that. We're always looking for soccer trips. Why aren't we going to Mexico to watch this game? Why not? Kidnapping. You never asked us before. I'm of no value. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you're going to call back home and be like, I want that. I'm like, bruh, have him. I had a good run. <laughs> it's all good. Just whatever, man. You know, do your thing. I don't know. I just feel like we should have really... It's a missed opportunity. We should have planned something. Well, seeing a game at the Azteca is probably something that, if you're a football fan, yeah. is, is on that yeah. list of, like, to holy do. places to go or something. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know about true. being a away supporter at the Azteca, though. Mm. That kind of... Mm. Mm. True. 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 But in the Club World Cup is in Russia, I assume? No, wait. Like guitar, I believe. Inca- no, it doesn't work like that. It works... How does it work? I think this one's in Japan, actually. It's always in Japan. I'd go to Japan for the Club World Cup. That would be sick. Yeah, I mean, you got to start saving from three years ago. Yeah. But, sure. yeah. Sure. Uh, back to the, the match for a second. Uh, <laughs> how dare yeah, Ignacio Piatti is a phenomenal player. Yes. And um, TFC gave him too much space, commanded too much respect, and uh, he... Whenever he had the, the ball, he was a, a threat to create a chance. Yeah, he, he's one of those guys that if you let him, he'll run the show. He'll, he'll run a game. And and you're right, TFC did, did afford him way too much space. Although, I, you know, as bad as they played, and they, they were pretty bad, they did miss some pretty glorious chances as well. Altidore went close a couple I times. I don't know who it was there, the Montreal defender who cleared the ball off the line, because Altidore had a goal there. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. But, you know, as we said, none of us are worried. Alex Bono's got US Men's National Team call-up. Well, thoroughly as, as he should. Thoroughly, thoroughly I, I think after Altidore's probably been TFC's best player recently. So. TFC, uh, over the years, has been spoiled with their keeper play. Yeah. And Bono is the latest uh, of a line of, of good keepers, and he's absolutely deserved it. He's yeah. 23 years old. Um, if you look at the turnover that's going to happen now with the American program, he should be a guy. You know, like Nick Romano's still getting called up. Nick Romano's <laughs> 41 years old. So <laughs> they're looking for young keepers to come up and become a fixture in the system for Brad the next Guzan. seven. Guys who are in their mid to late 30s should not yeah. be getting called up. They yeah. should have, uh, you know, a younger option. I think Bono's the guy. The U.S. have had, a, over the years, a history of good goalkeepers. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. At least, at least names. Guys named Brad. Boy Keller, <laughs> Frito, exactly. Guzan Howard. So this is a weird place for them to be. But funny enough, they, don't even, they still don't have a manager yet. Like, they still only have a caretaker manager. Who, uh, which is amazing to me. They, are they waiting for Vanny to win the, the you know, everything? No, a yeah. lot of people are high on him as a, a potential candidate. It would there. make a ton of sense. Alexi as Lawless as, mentioned him yeah. the other day. A lot of, um, I guess, uh, guys who are, have close ties to the U.S. Uh, MNT. Um, so... Vanny, I think, is a, is a great candidate. He, he is a great candidate. I, I, there are two things possibly standing in the way. One is he's 
got a couple things left to do with TFC. Not much, frankly, but you know, this is one this of them is one could of them. be off this off the list this season. Exactly. The other thing is he's done so well and he we know he has contacts in France and he might want to try his hand at Europe, Europe first. That said, managers are all now these days going into international management and coming back out to club management. Yeah, it's not like the retirement. He's gonna do it for four to years with the US and what are the expectations for the US right now? Qualification, get into the, the next World, World Cup. Cup. Same as Canada, almost. Which is I weird. think there's going to be a little period of forgiveness for whoever comes in. Yep. Um, do they want a name? Because a name hasn't worked out in the past. And I think they should go homegrown. Um, Would you say Kl- Klinsman didn't work out? Didn't work out. I I feel they didn't. He brought, let it work out. He brought a level of I think professionalism, and I think. Having him there attached to that club gave them an air of respectability that might not have been present with mm-hmm. uh, a Bruce Arena or someone like that, uh, an American manager, Bob Bradley. Um, but I don't think, at the end of the day, they got what they wanted with him. So yeah, uh, there's Fair. a lot of exciting young players there. There's a lot of potential. Um, go young, and I'd, I'd go homegrown. Yeah, agreed. Uh, not what Canada has done, but you know th- no. that's fine. Canada have got some games coming up too. Um, yeah, I think uh, we've gone well over time now. No? What oh, we well over time. This is way past my bedtime. If you okay, so we need we need what what do we give someone who's still with us? Let oh, us know. An, an hour and sixteen minutes in, they can I don't know, mate. They can they can have the website. A, a deep dark <laughs> secret. A deep dark secret, or you know, dark a deep dark secret about Mike. Mm, oh, that's that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> Well, um, I could I could just talk about how expensive planning weddings are. Please, um, uh, congratulations and go ahead. Thank you. Uh, wedding photographers are very expensive. <laughs> oh, Bernie's a photographer now. He'll do it. Oh wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> for I, free. <laughs> well, there goes my deposit. <laughs> but that's awesome. When is the wedding? Uh, in like eighteen months. Oh, okay. So you got to start. We've planning been engaged now. a year Saturday. Cool. Um, and stuff like we had to move our wedding date in October 2019 right. to get this photographer because she was already booked. <laughs> so you moved the wedding for the photographer. Because we weren't even like married to that date. Mm. But she was booked almost two years in advance. Wow. So this is serious business and I didn't really know what I was getting into. <laughs> so um, plan everything in advance, people. That's that's my Yeah, advice. 18 months in advance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and hear that, kids? Don't, yeah. don't say no a lot. <laughs> Just nod. Say you yes. have to walk the line between being um, engaged in everything, but not so um, involved. Disinterested, that, right. right? That's yeah. yeah. But also, like, my fiance is obviously not going to listen. So no, I, right. <laughs> engaged enough to stay engaged. Yes, that's, that's but true. it's also I feel it's it's that line between like being fiscally responsible, but at the same time not restrictive. I'm just I'm just gonna give you advice based on what he said because I did this six months ago. Get out of that involvement. Planet, right. Let it happen. Let it be. Your eyes, let it be. <laughs> and show up on the day. Oh, I'm not worried about. Uh, I want to do it right. I, I'm not worried about money, and I don't want to go crazy or anything like that. But I don't want to cheap out. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, well, Exciting. if you want, if you want to turn the whole thing into a podcast, let us know. We could do that. <laughs> this this has been the wedding planning uh, podcast. Uh, if you're listening to us on All in Sports Talk, let us know. Other than that. What? We'll see you next week. Yeah, as usual, same place, same time. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. me back. Where can we find you on the internet? Um, I write for tsn.ca, and um, you can find me on Twitter because I spend too much time there. Cool. It, it's fun, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. What would we do if we didn't have social media? God knows. All right. Read books. Read books. <laughs> yeah, about football. We're all off to read a book. All right, see you guys next week. Bye.
Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Thank you.